The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. I don't know how many people are believing God for a miracle, but I am believing God for a miracle. Tell your neighbor, I am believing God for a miracle. You said it, and I believe it. You can do the impossible. And I declare impossibilities are happening in your life, in my life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Just lift up your hands and acknowledge and exalt him. Just thank him this afternoon. Adore him this afternoon. Magnify him in the beauty of all holiness. You said it. We believe it. Thank you, O oh God, for breaking the unbreakable. Thank you for doing the impossible. Thank you for making a way where there seems to be no way. We are grateful to you, O oh God. Thank you for life. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your favor. We return the thanks, O oh God. You said it. We believe it. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, O oh God. Because we know it is done. To your praise and to your glory. We return all the praise and all the glory unto you. Thank you, Lamb of God. Thank you, ancient of days. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Brethren, this past 14 days we've been waiting on the Lord, praying and believing God for something new in our lives. And it's not mere coincidence that God wants us to take our time to pray. So please, I'd like to encourage you. Let's spend the rest of this week praying. We're going to take some few prayer points this morning before we go into the Word. And the first prayer point I'd like us to take is to thank God for how God has helped us spiritually and also to thank Him for helping us spiritually in the years to come, starting with 2023. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, in the book of John, chapter 11, verse 41, it says he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Even before Lazarus was you know, brought up from the grave, he says, I thank you for hearing me. I, I believe that God has heard us. Let's lift up our voice this morning and say, Lord, thank you for helping me, for helping my family, for helping throne of grace, supernaturally, spiritually, all these years, in 2023 and the rest of my life. Lift up your voice, say, Father, we thank you. Thank you for helping me, oh God. Thank you for helping my family. Thank you for helping throne of grace. Lord, we are grateful to you for your exceeding help. We are grateful to you for your marvelous help. Thank you for help spiritually. Help, thank you for helping us to know you. Thank you for helping us to walk worthy of you unto all pleasing. Thank you for the help that is on the way for us in 2023. 
we are grateful to you our father we know oh god that your help in our lives will be undeniable it will be visible we are therefore saying thank you we give you thanks we thank you oh god thank you oh god thank you our father blessed be your holy name for in jesus mighty name we pray you know, one of the things that the scripture tells us is that in the last days, the scripture says that difficult times will come. Challenging times will come. In fact, the scripture says that lawlessness will abound. Iniquity will abound. And it says in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12, it says the love of some, not some, many will was cold, we grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. It, it is God that can help your love for him not to grow cold in this generation and darkness that we are in. You are going to lift up your voice to God, your father. You are going to say, Father, let my love never grow cold. In the mighty name of Jesus, my love for you, my passion for you, my desire for you, my interest in you and in the things of the kingdom, let it never grow cold. That is my prayer, oh God. My love will not grow cold. The love of my family for you will never grow cold. Oh, our love as a church for you, our God, will never grow cold. Therefore, we are asking that God, you will walk a walk in us. Stir up a passion for more love. Stir up a passion for more love. For you like never before. The Lord as the love of others are growing cold. Our passion for you. Our desire for you. Our interest for you. And the things of the kingdom. We never ever grow cold. Stir up our love oh God. Stir up our desire. Let there be a hunger and task to God. For righteousness. In my life. In my family. In your church. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. One of the things that I've seen about knowledge of God is that it is God that works in me and you to know him better. The Bible says, who can come to the Father except the Father draws him to himself? In other words, our ability to know God more can only come by God revealing himself to us. That is why Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, the scripture says, For it is God that works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I want to all my life do what pleases him. I want there to be a desire in my life, a power in my life to do what pleases him. Paul said, what a wretched person that I am. The things that I want to do, those are the things that I, don't know, I see myself not doing. But the things I don't want to do, that is the thing I find myself doing. Oh, who can deliver me from this burden of sin? Lift up your voice, friends. Say, Father, help me. Give me the desire and the power to do what pleases you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and talk to God, your Father, this morning. Give me the power 
Give me the desire to do all that pleases you, O God. Lekuzo polandian sataria. Akiandosa, the power to do all that pleases you. The desire to do all that pleases you. The enablement. We receive this morning. We receive it this morning. We receive it this morning. We receive it this morning. The grace and the ability to do all that pleases you. We receive it, O God. We receive it, O God. We receive it, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, for this section, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, when Christ returns, none of us will be found wanting. In the mighty name of Jesus. In other words, anyone that is not saved, born again, before Christ comes back, such individuals will be saved. Such individuals will encounter God. You are going to lift up your voice to God, your Father. Say, Father, when you return, let me and my entire family not be, never be found wanting. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything required to bring us to the place of knowing you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I receive it for myself. I receive it for my family. I receive it for everyone in throne of grace. None of us shall be found wanting. Reveal yourself to us. Oh, you said you do not desire the death of any sinner. But that every man we come to repentance and live. Therefore, in the name that's above every name. I pray for everyone in throne of grace. Lord, may I under. Everyone connected to this church never be found wanting. Save our souls, save our children, save our young ones, save our spouses. Lord, save us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. May you say to us on the last day, Well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of your master. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, the Waymaker. Thank you, the Miracle Worker. Thank you, the Supernatural God that does things beyond measure. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You do miracles. We ask that God you do a great miracle in our lives. Everyone trusting you for one area of breakthrough to the other. Father, we're asking for your visitation today. Amen. Accept our thanks. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Speak to us from your word. Amen. Let your word prosper in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Let's jam our hands together to celebrate Jesus. And as you have your seats, look at somebody around you. Somebody to your left, to your right, tell them, God will help you supernaturally. Thank you very much, Fragrance of Life. Thank you for that special number. I believe a miracle is coming for you as well. In the mighty name of Jesus, praise the name of the Lord.
I'm going to be speaking this morning on what I've captioned provoking supernatural help. I don't know how far we can go on this, but wherever we stop because we need to spend time to pray, and that is the most important thing. But I, I like to just recap again for those who do not know. We've been waiting on the Lord for the past couple of days. I think today is the 14th day. By the special grace of God, next Sunday is going to be the final day of our 21 days corporate prayer and fasting. That, that is simply because there are certain things that cannot happen except by prayer and fasting. So please, if you have not connected to this, I'd like to encourage you, please, it's not too late. It's not too late. Let's connect. And this Friday, by the special grace of God, we're going to be having a special turnaround night at 7 p.m., 7 to 10. It's going to be a powerful section in the presence of God. If you ever lost anything, I'd like to encourage you to come. If you have not lost anything, but you want to receive the fullness of all God desires for your life, you need to come. It's going to be an amazing time in the presence of God. If you need a ride, please link up with Dikinjide and he'll make an arrangement for you to be able to make it to this place. And I want to believe God that it's going to be a night like no other in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalms 121 verse 1 to 3. That's the theme that we've been speaking from you know, from the beginning of this month, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. From the Lord. From the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Who made the heaven and the earth. The greatest asset we have as believers, the greatest asset we have as believers, is you for you and I to be able to experience what is called supernatural help. That's the greatest asset we have as believers. In other words, natural things happen to you, but at the same time, Unnatural things happen to you. The supernatural world is real. Very real. Many times, many of us only live in the natural. Living a life as a believer in the natural is living a life of misery. If you do not enjoy the experience of the supernatural, then as a believer, you're not living the full mandate of heaven. You're not. Jesus said, I want you to encounter the kind of life that I lived when, I'm on, when, I, was on, on, when I was on the earth. Because that is a life that makes meaning. I, I want you to see and enjoy that kind of life. Where you can walk on waters like I did. I, I want you to enjoy the kind of life that I lived. 
where you can, you're looking for money to pay your bills. Instead of, you know, cracking your brain and wondering, oh, how is my paycheck going to be balanced? You, you just go to the river and say, hey, fish, get some money. And then the fish swims out and then delivers the money. You take the money and you go and pay CRA. Jesus said that is the kind of life I want you to live. A life in the supernatural. In other words, you live in the natural and you live in the supernatural. That is why he says in John chapter 14 and verse 16, you can't live this life without help. Without the supernatural help. He says in John chapter 14 and verse 16, he says, I will pray the Father in other words, Jesus was saying, I'm going to ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Somebody say, I have a helper. I have a helper. He said, I will pray the Father to give you another helper and this helper will do what? Will abide with you forever. He will abide with you forever. In other words, he will always be constantly there. Ever present. Ever present. First, the supernatural world is real. When the help of God comes into your life, it suspends laws and policies. That is why he's called a miracle worker. And I believe that God, the, the pregnant choir was in the spirit. Because I didn't even tell them the song to sing. They didn't even know that I was going to be preaching on provoking the supernatural. It's so real. In fact, scriptures tells us about the supernatural involvement of God in the lives of people. And that is how God has ordained it from the beginning. When God created man, God used to come down and say, hey guy, Adam, how are you doing today? Adam would say, oh, I'm fine. And, and, and Adam would say to God, okay, God, can you see how everything you, you created is so looking lovely? God would say, yes. And, and then they'll begin to have some tete-a-tete. The Bible said in the cool of the evening, they'll be walking and talking. And they'll be gisting. That's how God originally intended it. And that's why when Jesus Christ said, I'm going to give you another helper. He wants you and I to re-experience the experience before the man fell. That's the experience God wants for you and I. That's the experience he wants for you and I. And that's why when you look at scriptures, after scriptures, you will hear God saying, will I have anything from Abraham, my friend? God has always been involved. So God talked to Abraham. God talked to Moses. God talked to many people in scriptures. Have you ever wondered, if God keeps talking to these people, why is God not talking to me? He's not a respecter of persons. He said what he does for one, he can do for the other. And friends, we still live in the dispensation where God still speaks. We live in a dispensation where God still speaks. 
Where you can wake up in the morning and say, hey, snow, you're not going to come today because we are, we're coming to church. How many people saw this you know, small snow? And as the snow was falling, you know, the first snow we had this week, the first scripture that came to my mind was, hey, where is the snow house of snow? Job was talking to God and said, hey, where is the snow? In, where, is this, where is the storehouse of snow? Can you, have you ever imagined where, where is the storehouse? They say there is contestation or whatever it is that brings down the snow. But there are certain days it just falls as if, you know, you, and in one day there's heaps. That's where, how God wants you and I to live. It's so that you, come, you become a man that experiences unusual. The scripture says that, you know, a man called Moses wanted to do part the children of Israel past the Red Sea and there was water everywhere. The, river, the sea was there. They could not pass. Behind them was an enemy who wanted to destroy them. And Moses just stretched out his hands. And then a pathway was created. That was supernatural. That was supernatural. Supernatural. A man called Joshua was, you know, fighting some enemies of Israel. And he realized that, hey, suddenly the night is falling. And he's not going to be able to destroy all of these people and, and take possession of all that God has ordained for them. And suddenly he said, hey, what, what can I do now? If night falls, I won't see these people again to kill them. And he raised up his voice and he said, oh, son, stand still. And guess what? He did not pray. He just said, son, stand still. And the stars to steal. The supernatural still happens. The same Joshua led people. And, and, and all they did was to shout. And a, a mighty wall that can hold three chariots at a time riding on it did what? Collapse. God wants you to experience the supernatural so that when there are challenges in your life, you don't cry. You do what? You speak. When moments come that looks terrifying, you say like, you know, the, the prophet said, why are you afraid? He that is with us is more than he that is with them. Why? Because you can see the supernatural. Oh, supernatural help is real, friends. It's real. It's real. It's so real. God decided to manifest that supernatural help by suspending the laws. They say that there is what they call meno. Meno what? Pause. Okay, not stop. That's what they call meno pause. That simply means for every woman, after a particular point in time, no matter what it is, you can't give birth again. The body stops functioning. The organs stop producing the necessary things they ought to produce. That's law. But God said, I made the law. I cannot make it. And somebody hearing the sound of my voice, maybe there are laws that have been standing against you that have been made. God cannot make it. Cannot make it. So God said, hey, let me just change the law a bit. So that men can understand that there is supernatural things that still happen. And the scripture says that 90, a woman who said, how can this thing be? 
became a mother of a child. And, and, and just in case people said, oh, that was just a mistake, it was just a chance. God decided to repeat it in the New Testament. Because some people will say, hey, uh, uh, that was Old Testament. We live in the New. What is there in the New? A woman that was 88 years, the difference is two years, called Elizabeth. For so many years, she was waiting, waiting, waiting. Nothing was happening and God decided to suspend the laws and did what? Caused that woman to carry a baby. Brought forth the man called John the Baptist. God sees suspense laws, friends. And everyone hearing the sound of my voice, may God, the supernaturalness of God, intervene in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Part of the challenge we have as a people is that we close our minds and we say, I don't think this, this, is, this, is, this, this cannot happen. We have at the back of our minds the things we have said, this is impossible. We have at the back of our minds the thing we say, no, it has never happened to anyone before. So it can't happen. Who says that because it has never happened to anyone before, it can't happen to you? Nobody says so. No. No. But see, there's something that provokes the God that you serve to act supernaturally. And I am believing God that God is going to step into your life situation and change everything in his supernaturalness in the mighty name of Jesus. One of the things that provokes God to act it's what they call the power of fasting. Fasting and prayer. It provokes supernatural help. Provokes supernatural help. That is why if you look at the story in the book of Matthew chapter 17, reading from verse 14 to 21, time is not going to permit me to read it. But I'll paraphrase the story. A young boy was sick. In fact, the scripture records that he had what they call epilepsy. That leads to seizures. And the scripture says that this young boy suffered greatly from such seizures. Sometimes this seizure would throw this guy into the fire. Some other times it would throw him into the water. You know, just to destroy him. And on and on. And the father brought this little boy to, to the disciples of Christ. And said, hey, can you please help me? And the disciples could not do anything. Then they brought the little boy to Jesus. And the scripture says in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 that Jesus rebuked the devil. Rebuked the devil. Rebuked the devil. Said, get thee behind me and cast out the devil. Listen friends, there are certain things in our lives that are demonic activities at work. Who would have thought that this sickness Someone would have said uh, it's a medical condition. But after all said and done, the disciples were very smart and they came to Jesus. And they said to Jesus, how come we could not cast, how come we could not do heal this guy? What, 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 what is the difference? What is the difference? What is the difference? And Jesus Christ told them two things. And, and, and the first one he said to them was like, hey, you need faith. But the second one is what I'm going to be dwelling on. The second one, he said, he said to them, they said that this kind 
In Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, he says, This kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. In other words, there are some breakthroughs you will never realize except you pray and fast. I've told us the story here before, countless times, of how I kept going for one interview after another, one interview after another. Um, nothing was opening. The doors were not opening. I was sitting down at home. And I would go for an interview. They say, oh, you are the best guy. Your resume is rich. Meanwhile, the resume is rich. Employ me becomes an issue. The last straw that broke the camel's back, a friend who was a former MD of you know, one of the banks, introduced me to another MD of another bank. And, you know, when, when, when you have such introductions at that level, you just assume it's a done deal. The, the, the guy had the power to sign off. But for some reason, one week, two weeks, I passed through all the various levels of interviews and all commendations that I got was good. When the fire got to the final buster of the man who was supposed to sign the thing, the man left the file on the table. For what? Some strange reasons. He did not sign it. So I spoke to the guy who did the introduction. I said, sir, what is going on? And he said, for some strange reasons, I've spoken to him. And he says that they should keep it in view. Keep my life in view. And here I was, money was run out from my pocket. Here I was, I went to a friend of mine, I told us the story before, during that same season. And I said, please, oh boy, can you borrow me money to pay school fees? The guy brought out a check. He looked at me, looked at the check. He brought out his bank statement. He showed me the money in the bank statement. What I was asking for, he had more than 10 times what I was asking for in his bank account. And he says, well, I'm not going to give you. And I knew there was something happening. I had to address. Carried myself. I said to my wife, you'll see me when God has answered me. <laughs> if God has not answered me, you're not going to see me. And I went to camp, the redemption camp in Nigeria, kilometer 46 for those who know. And I was prepared. Lord, you've you got to go to answer me. Three days of not doing anything but praying and looking at the face of God. Suddenly God spoke. Turn on your phone. And I'm going to be speaking more a little bit on that. I don't know how much time I have. Because see, what fasting does is that it amplifies the voice of heaven in your life. It helps you to be able to connect with the grace of God. I turned on the phone. And somebody has, immediately I turned on the phone, somebody has called, right direct. I said, Israel, where have you been? He said, I'll be here. Are you still looking for a job? Am I still looking for a job? I said, yes, sir. I'm still looking for a job. Within one week. He said, drop your resume for me on Monday. I dropped my resume for him on Monday. On Wednesday, they called me. On Friday, I got the letter of employment to start work the following day. Yeah. Friends, you can provoke the help of God. 
You can't. You can't. And one of the tools that God has made available for you to be able to do that is to do what? Is to spend time praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. Oh, we live in a world where Tim Hortons is calling. Yes. Especially in this cold season, you wake up in the morning and then you want to drive. You see lines of vehicles driving into Tim Hortons and say, Hi. And you remember that? <laughs> uh, some of you, there may be some of you don't like tea. But, but the mere fact that you feel that, hey, when you take it, you just feel a little bit warm. And then somebody say, you're fasting today. Say, ah, but Tim Hortons. You're fasting today, but Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with drinking Tim Hortons. <laughs> and it's if you're not doing complete fast. We'll probably talk about some types of fast. No, the type of fast that some of us knew before was you just, you just, you just go clear, complete. You're not drinking anything, you're not eating anything. But the first time I got introduced to, you know, the, some kind of other kind of fast was when I traveled to UK and it was cold. And we were fasting. The general of had declared a hundred days fast back in the days. And then a friend of mine said, oh boy, can we go and take tea? I said, ah, but we're fasting. He said, ah, you will die here if you don't. <laughs> and, and I followed him. <laughs> but he said, friends, the point I'm making is that fasting is, is a powerful tool that provokes supernatural help from above. Oh, it's a powerful tool. That is what the scriptures talks about Moses fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Why? He wanted to provoke the supernatural hand of God. Jesus fasted for 40 days. He wanted to promote and provoke the supernatural help of God. Daniel fasted for 21 days. What he wanted was a vision. Because he wanted to provoke the hand of God. A, a whole city. Every time I read the story of the story of Nineveh. God said to them, you are all dead. You are all dead. And a prophet like Jonah, that is a prophet that uh, anything he says is done. And after Jonah said to them, hey, you are, you are all dead, except if you repent. The scripture said that the whole city, in the book of Jonah chapter 3, 5 to 9, both the children, the parents, even animals fasted for three days. For three days, they fasted. And the scripture says that God sent back Jonah. They go and tell them, your sins are forgiven you. That tells you how, how fasting can turn the hand of God. Or can provoke the supernatural. Provoke the supernatural. Provoke the supernatural. Friends, fasting is a powerful tool. And if you connect to it, it makes a world of difference. Makes a world of difference. The question is, what is fasting? Fasting is simply the supernatural, a supernatural or spiritual discipline that helps you connect to God and that empowers you. Sometimes it can involve giving up food largely. 
Some other times it can involve giving up some other things. So that you can spend time with God. Today, people fast phones. People fast social media. I have a pastor friend. Every month, seasons pass some seasons in that month. You can never you can't reach him on phone. You can't reach him on social media. You can't reach him anywhere. Because he's doing what? He's taking a time to seek the face of God. He said there are different types of fasting. There's one, a type of fast that they call regular fast. Where you just say to yourself, once a day I'm going to be waiting on the Lord. Or once a week I'm going to be waiting on the Lord. You choose a particular time. Either you are doing six to six. And what you are doing is you are using the time to spend time to talk to God, to commune with God, and to have a relationship with God. So you can have a regular fast. The Bible talks about a man, a woman called Anna, who lived a fasted life. No wonder when God wanted to reveal his son, this was one of the persons God revealed the son to. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 from 36 to 38 about, about this woman. He said she was a devout woman. But she lived her life praying and fasting, worshiping God. In other words, fasting can be an act of worship to God. An act of worship. Not of worship. And that's why Jesus Christ was saying, he said, when you fast, so listen, fasting is not an option. You've got to connect to him. Jesus said, when you fast, you fast. In other words, he expects you and I to fast in Matthew chapter 6 verse 16. It says when you fast, there are certain expectations. And everyone under the sound of my voice, you must have at least once a week a regular fasting habit where you can spend time to talk to God, your maker. Because that's where supernatural help comes from. That's where it comes from. Church is not calling the fast, but you are calling it for yourself. Because you want to connect to God. You shut out everything. You shut down your stomach. Your stomach, okay, today no food. And the interesting thing is that that day, that is the day that hunger will say, hey, here I come. Have you, have you seen before, have you seen the, sometimes before that, okay, you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to fast today. Then that morning you wake up, it's like as if all hell broke loose in your stomach. The second type of fast is what they call a partial fast. A partial fast. And that's why many people, that's what many people call, you know, um, liking the Daniel fast. You choose a duration, either a day, a week, or whatever it is, where you decide to abstain from certain types of food. Certain types of food. You know, Daniel said in Daniel chapter 1, verse 12, he says, but please test us now for these 10 days. Give us a different diet. We don't want meat. We don't want rice. We don't want all of that. Just vegetables only. That's a partial fast. But see, the essence of it is to spend time with God. Because sometimes when some of us go on partial fast, I recall once when you know, I said to my wife, please, the next um, 14 days, I want to do partial fast. And I said, okay, what do you want? I said, please um, help me with some fruits. And then maybe in the evening, just give me um, vegetables. 
But in the evening, the bowl of vegetables that I consume is more than what I will eat on a normal. <laughs> By the time I finish eating the vegetables, I was like somebody who... <laughs> so if, if at the end of the day you're engaging in some partial fast or you're taking something and you don't have time to still connect to God in the place of prayer or you become drowsy and weak, then it becomes defeated in terms of the essence of the fast. It's supposed to be a time where you find time, spend time with God. And of course, the last one that many of us know, or the third one that many of us know, is what they call the complete or, or absolute fast. Complete or absolute fast. Where you go days, four days, three days, one day, no food, no water, nothing. None. Fasting does not kill. But if you have a health condition, I would advise you to talk to your doctor. But even doctors advise that fasting helps health. I'm not going to talk about it now. But you see, I've, I've, I've come through experiences where I know that fasting is powerful. Very powerful. So whether you're young or you're old, you can fast. The first time I did three days dry, you know what they call three days, that's complete fast. No food, no drinking, nothing. I've shared the story a couple of times here. I was praying for a wife. I was 22 then, going to 23. And I said, hey, marriage is, you must hear God. You know, back in the days, in, not the days where people just do permutation. You know what they call permutation? Hey, you Jed, this one Jed. And that's what many people do today. Many people, they don't, they don't seek to hear the voice of God concerning major issues of your life. Listen, listen closely, both young and old. Any major decision you got to take in your life, you must spend time to hear the voice of God. You must spend time. Some of the training that some of us got, there is no major decision in my life that I've got to take. I don't spend time to pray. There's no new job I've undertaken or gotten that the first week when I get into that job, I will spend time fasting and praying. Why? I've got to control the atmosphere where I'm going. So three days. No food. After the third day, I was in stars. <laughs> but I didn't die. I came through it. But you see, it builds my spiritual muscles. So if at 22, I could do it. Some of you are more than 22 here. Even not all of you. More than 22 here. So there's no how you can't do it. You can't. There's no how. You can't do it. Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So let's spend some time to seek the face of God. Shut down the stomach. Listen, listen, the flesh is contrary. The things of the flesh is contrary to the things of the spirit. That's so true. Uh, every now and then when you want to take on a fast adventure, something begins to tell you, no, don't do it. Oh, don't do it, you know. But that is because there's so much potential and benefit there. You've got to engage it. And, and when, you, when you engage on a fast, that is the time to spend praying. The time to spend praying. That's the time to spend seeking the face of God. That is the time to spend reading the Bible. That is the time to spend worshiping. 
That is the time to spend drawing closer to God, drawing closer to him, so that you can be all that God has ordained for you to become. So, for some, you may even decide, okay, you know, this phone is very, it's very loaded. Sometimes I see people stay on the phone, on a games app for hours, just playing, you know, say, look, I'm just trying to kill time. There's, there was one that was so addictive for me. Anytime I sit down in, you know, wait, waiting for someone or something, I just click it. And then I begin to. But what about, what about fasting that time? I'm spending that time to connect with God. What about going off social media sometimes for many of us that spend hours on it? What about making up your mind? You know, these this movies, movies that you always watch every night, or one soap opera that you always watch every night, or, or housewives that you always engage in, you know, every day. Why not just spend that time? Say, look, I'm going to shut you down for this time. Go to connect with God. Why? Because, friends, that is where power is. That is where advantage and grace is. You see, there is one, one dimension or benefit of fasting that I'm going to be concluding on that is so key. One of the things that fasting does for you is that it helps you to develop not only your spiritual muscles, but it helps you to gain what they call supernatural guidance. It gives you clarity of hearing the voice of God. Clarity. Clarity of hearing the voice of God. And listen, friends, supernatural help is always a result of supernatural guidance. If you want to attract supernatural help, there always is some dimension of supernatural guidance that leads you into the fullness of what God is calling you into. Always is. Always is. And every aspect of our lives, in our choices, in our decisions, there, there must be some clarity of the voice of God you hear. Say to somebody, you must hear the voice of God. Tell somebody else, you must hear the voice of God. And then tell yourself, I will hear the voice of God. You must hear the voice of God. That's where supernatural help comes. You must hear the voice of God. You must hear the voice of God. Friends, the voice of God does many things. It solves us many problems. It helps us in every dimension of life. And God still speaks. It still does. It still does. It still does. It says in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. It says your ears will hear a word behind you saying. This is the way walking in it. It says when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. When you turn to the left. And that's a great, a great advantage that fasting does for you. And now it helps you to, it helps amplify your ability to hear the voice of God. Your ability to hear the voice of God. The Bible says in Psalms 29, I think reading from verse 4 or so, it said the voice of God is powerful. 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 He says the voice of God is full of majesty. <laughs> in, in other words, when God speaks, 
things begin to happen. Darkness begins to part. Light begins to come in. When God speaks, what was there before begins to come in. He says he calls those things that be not as though they were. In other words, if there are things in your life that is out of shape, because God has spoken, it may become to come into shape. The voice of God. The voice of God. Every single one of us must hear this voice because the voice of God is what gives you rest in life. That's what gives me rest in life. And friends, all the major help I have gotten in life has been because I had a voice. God still speaks. That's why it says I will send you another helper who will teach you all things. The supernatural is real. So when you wake up in the morning, begin to listen for the voice of God. That's the dimension of prayer. You see, one dimension of prayer we do most of the time is that we just talk to God. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. You know, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. But do you wait to hear a voice? Do you wait to hear a voice? You got to wait to hear a voice. You got to wait to hear a voice. God speaks through different dimensions. You, you can hear an audible voice. Like God spoke to Samuel. He said, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel went up to Eli and said, hey, sir, thank you. You are calling me, sir. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Go and sleep. The second time again, Samuel. And he ran to Eli. And he said, sir, you called me this time. He said, no, I didn't call you. Go and sleep. He called again, Samuel. God still speaks audibly. He speaks audibly. But see, you understanding how he speaks to you is very important for a major breakthrough or breakthroughs you need in life. You understanding how he speaks? He speaks through still, small voice. Something just drops in your spirit. It tells you, go do this. Something tells you, God's go do this. And for many of us, that is one way that God speaks to us. But you see, you, you're going to be able to understand and appreciate his voice. The Bible says, my sheep, they hear my voice. Do you understand the voice of the Spirit? Do you understand how God speaks to you? Do you understand how? Do you understand how? For me, that still small voice is something that somehow God, by grace and his divine help, has been something that my spirit man is attuned to. Because so many time and time again, I've seen that work in my life. I see that work in different dimensions. I see that lead me out of trouble. I see that save me from many difficult situations of life. I see that open new doors, new opportunities. Friends, may you hear the voice of God. Now, sometimes we think that, uh, it's, you know, when, when they said, I think, people in the world, they hear voices. Sometimes, some of those voices cause them to do things that are terrible. The same way they hear voices, which is sometimes the voice of the devil. The same way believers also hear voices that tells them to do things that brings help, and produces results in their lives. And friends, you can't be an otherwise. Can be. 
That job situation that I told you about, it was the voice of God that gave me that breakthrough. That was supernatural help. That was supernatural help. That was supernatural help. When, when we were struggling, you know, being in the hotel for so many years and we didn't know what it is to do. Carrying equipment back and forth. Even the technical crew, I mean, his crew, them know the They'll pack, pack in, pack up, and pack up. And, and then to make matters worse, we were not using one space. Today, we can get to church today in the hotel where we're using, and they will say to us, you are using this next place. So we'll move and then move to the other place. The next Sunday, they can say, you are using this next place. Oh, there was like, a, you know, this student of Israel that was always on the move. <laughs> One day, a visitor came to say, you use hotel? I said, so, church, inside hotel? I said, so, what's the problem? Yeah. Are you sure that, you know, people, people have weird ideas about where church is supposed to be and where church is not supposed to be? And the person started saying, are you sure that it is, this is a holy place? Are you sure that you know all the evil things that they do in this place will not already mess up this place? <laughs> and all on and on and on. I tried to make explanations, but I don't know that I went anywhere. But after that, I said, God, you just have to do something. You have to do something. One day I was just praying and then I had a voice. Open your laptop. I opened the laptop. Go to Reator.ca. Go to went to Reator.ca. I started searching, I started searching, I started searching, I started searching. That was the first time I knew that there was a, a commercial side of, of uh, properties in Reactor uh, The one I used to was the the residential side. Then I got to the place, I stopped. I stopped and I started looking. The rest is history. That was how this place was built. No, 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 yet, no agent introduced us to this place. I was the one that found it by inspiration and asked the agent, so hey, work on this. And there are many aspects of my life, friends, that, that I've seen God move. I've seen God move. I've seen God move. Supernatural things that God has done. Why? By divine instructions and directions. I told us the story several times before of, of when I was badly in debt. What, what brought about the direction? A voice, a voice, a voice. May you hear the voice of God. Amen. May your ears be open to hearing the voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. God can speak through dreams and visions. But please, I'd like you to be very careful about dreams. Because even angels, spirits, demons can camouflage as an angel of light. A brother once said, oh, pastor, I found, the, I found the sister, I found the sister, I found the sister. I said, how did you find the sister? He said, oh, that you see, I, I saw myself dreaming, and then I was holding an umbrella, and then she just came and joined in the umbrella, and we started going together, and that was God speaking. <laughs> and guess what? This sister that he was talking about was already married. 
angels. But sometimes the Bible says that dreams come out of multitude of business. When you have loaded up so much, you know, you begin to just see yourself hallucinating and dreaming. God speaks through his word. God speaks through inner voice and inner weakness or peace. God speaks through his servant. You see, whatever way God speaks to you, there must always be a confirmation. I think I probably draw the curtain here because our time is up. Anyway, God speaks to you. The fundamental thing, friends, is that you must, you must desire to hear a voice. Oh, how much, how much of effortless living we will live or have when we hear the voice of God. Your spouse is talking and is talking and you feel like, let me just give her a piece of my mind. And then something says to you. And then you just keep quiet. And say, you're not saying anything. Eh, don't say anything now. Don't say. You, you just saved yourself a major headache. Now before you know, because see, if there's no fire, if there's no wood in the fire, the fire will, it will, it will go off. So suddenly the, 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 the woman just, uh, the fire dies up because nobody's putting any, uh, not putting any charcoal. But you see, she says something and you say, yeah, huh? And he says another one, you say the next one. And he said, and you, before you know what's it, because an inferno that you can't control. Why? Because you can hear. Because you can hear. Because you can hear. You, you, you enter into a workplace and, and you begin to do your job and you begin to do your job and, and you have something to turn in. And, and the Spirit of God says to you, why not wait and then just dot this I and cross this T? And then you just do that. And then they take up your paper and say, wow, you mean you did this? Say yes. Oh, I didn't know you do this. Oh, I, I, I have some training here. So, oh, really? The next promotion comes. Friends, the voice of God, the voice of God makes life much more meaningful. And every one of us, we always take major decisions in life. That's why the voice of God is very important. That is the divine enabler. That's the divine push. That's the divine grace. That's the divine thing that makes your life meaningful and purposeful. With it in your life, your life is made forever. Somebody hearing the, the sound of my voice, may God open your ears. Amen. May God open your ears to hear his voice. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Say, Father, I will hear your voice. Stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.